dare somebody uh, to lift up a praise uh, and in the next 60 seconds uh, make up in your mind uh, I got a breakthrough praise uh, I got a breakthrough shout uh, I got a breakthrough dance how many of you understand uh, that when the Lord was speaking to Moses, uh, he said, Moses, uh, I want you to put a border around the mountain. Uh, he said this, uh, lest the people uh, break through uh, and I uh, break forth uh, upon them. Uh, in other words, uh, God said, uh, when they break through, uh, then I'll break forth. Uh, I came to tell somebody in the building, uh, if you'll break through, uh, God will break forth. Uh, I said if you'll break through, uh, God will break forth. Uh, somebody that needs God to break forth, uh, throw your hands in the air. Uh, lift up your voice uh, and give him uh, a breakthrough praise. Uh, give him uh, a breakthrough praise. Come on, we break through. We break through, I dare you. You ought to shout your way through discouragement this morning. You ought to shout over the top of fear this morning. You ought to shout. Hey. Somebody give him a shout of praise one more time. Shout like the chains have been broken. Shout like the door flung open. Shout like the mountain is moved. Shout like the obstacle is gone. Shout like God made a way where there was no way. Somebody shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes! Come on, one more time. Put those hands together and give him a praise. You can sit there if you want this morning, but I need a breakthrough in the building. Uh, that's what the woman with the issue said. Uh, you can sit in the crowd if you want to, uh, but I've got to break through. Uh, I've got to press my way through uh, whatever it takes. There's some people showed up with some issues this morning. I, I, I need about 300 honest people in the building. Raise your hand if you're honest. Just raise your hand if you're honest. I need you to turn and tell your neighbor, tell him neighbor. Tell him the truth. Tell him I got issues. No, no, no. See, some of y'all didn't say nothing. Turn and tell him I got issues. 
But what the woman with the issue taught us uh, is if you'll get your issue uh, in the presence of your God, uh, God will take care of your issues. Uh, God will dry them up. Uh, God will turn it around. Uh, tell your neighbor, I gotta get uh, my issue uh, in the presence of God. Uh, whatever it takes, uh, I gotta bring my issues uh, into the presence of God. I wish somebody would lift your hands and just put that fear in the presence of God. I wish you would lift your hands and put that anxiety in the presence. Come on, God wants to dry up your issues. You ought to press your way. If I could just touch him, if I could just touch him, if I could just reach him, if I could just get a hold. The issue's drying up. The issue's, tell your neighbor, the issue's gonna dry up. Do you believe that this morning? Clap your hands one more time and give him praise. Amen. High five at least 12 people on the way to your seat. Tell them we're already having church up in here, up in here. Tell them. Woo! Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Are you excited to be a part of VBS Takeover Sunday this morning? I can't hear you. Amen. You can be seated for just a few moments. I want to take a brief opportunity to give a great big welcome to all of our guests and our visitors that are in the house of the Lord with us today. Rock Church, would you help me put your hands together? Come on, I need to borrow your voice. Help me make some noise for all of our guests that are here this morning. Come on, we can do better than that. Let them know how much we love them. Amen. Welcome, welcome. To all of our guests, we have a, a, an understanding around here that you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. You've been here longer than five minutes, so I need you to turn around 360 degrees and tell everybody around you, welcome home this morning. Come on, tell them, welcome home, welcome home. Don't leave them untouched. Poke them on the shoulder. Tell them, welcome home. Amen. Greetings to everybody streaming online this morning from all over the world. Would you help me give a great big applause for the streaming guests that are with us this morning online? Amen. I also want to say what an honor it is to have Brother Miko Hammond with us this Sunday. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for Brother Hammond and... and uh, and uh, Nation is with us this morning. He came with him all the way from Oakland, California. Amen. We love them and so excited that they're here today. It is always so awesome to see Sister Amanda Collins, Sister Sierra Collins in the house of the Lord today. Come on, help me give them a great big welcome back this morning. And then we have a, a, a new uh, a, a new family in the house of the Lord this morning, and we want to give a great big welcome to Brother Preston and Sister Raymari Talabra. Come on, if you didn't know, now you know. 
They got married this week. Come on, stand up, Sister Ray Mari. I don't know, Brother Preston's around here somewhere. Amen. We love this young couple. There he is. Come on, give it to him one more time. <laughs> Amen. This is an awesome young couple, and uh, we announced their engagement a while back. And uh, they've got family, like, all over the world, okay? And as they were trying to get their plans together, they had family members because of restrictions and the cost of travel that couldn't get here till like, next year. And so Brother Preston and Sister Amari said, we ain't waiting that long. So we said, hey, let's, 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 let's get this done now. We can celebrate big later. Amen. How many of you love and appreciate Brother Preston, Sister Amari? Let's give them one more congratulations of support this morning. Amen. Amen. And uh, I want to remind you, if you're here and you're not aware, this, of course, is VBS Takeover Sunday. Amen. It is the one Sunday a year that we turn our Sunday morning service mainly over to our children's ministry. And VBS, which is Vacation Bible School, by the way, has been going on all week around here. And it has been absolutely incredible. God has been doing some amazing things. And as a part of our VBS celebration today, we've got food for everybody. Turn to your neighbor, everybody. That's different than everybody. Everybody is when you can count and you know how many. But when you don't even know how many it is, you just say, everybody. We got food and drinks for everybody. Immediately after the service, it's no cost to you. We just want you to join us for a great time of fellowship in the back of the campus. Amen, somebody. And uh, that's going to be awesome. And uh, I, I, it would be remiss of me to be standing here this morning and not say this, but I want to publicly in this house say thank you, Jesus, for a Supreme Court ruling this week that works towards protecting the unborn children of this country. I think we ought to give God a praise. I think we ought to give God a, a great praise this morning. I thought about this a couple of days ago. The first lady, I heard her in the other room on the phone with somebody, and she made a statement that got me to thinking. And she said, when that baby is born, it is more than a body that is born. How many of you understand that there is a part of you that is more real than the physical you? And that is your eternal soul. And when conception takes place, number one, it is a miracle from God. Because only God can give life. I said only God can give life. If it was up to us, then we could decide when conception happens and doesn't happen. It is God that gives life. And when God gives that life, he does not just give the genesis of the forming of a human body, but the instant conception takes place. There is an eternal soul 
that is birthed into the world. And you might be able to kill that undeveloped body, but you cannot kill that eternal soul. I believe there's coming a day when people will stand before God and the soul of that child that never reached development will stand as an account is given for their life. Amen. Book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse number 5. The Lord speaking to the prophet said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. If God recognizes who we are before we're born, and if God calls us and ordains and deals with us. Matter of fact, the Bible says that when Cain slew his brother Abel, God said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Did you know that your blood has a voice? Can you imagine the millions and millions of voices of the blood of unborn children that cry out to God? I thank God for the house of the Lord. I thank God for the church. I thank God for truth. And I thank God for helping this nation make a step in the right direction towards helping. Can we thank God one more time this morning? Your senator's not an answer. The commissioner's not the answer. The mayor's not the answer. The Democrats aren't the answer. The Republicans aren't the answer. The White House isn't the answer. I'm going to tell you the answer is Jesus. And the answer is the church. You can't legislate murder out of the hearts of people, but the Holy Ghost can take it out of them. I just wish I had the right church in the building. I said you can't pass laws to take hate and evil out of the heart of people. But when somebody receives the Holy Ghost, they are a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things become And so it is to that end that I am so excited, especially this year, for the revival taking place in our young people and in our children in this church. And I thank God for Vacation Bible School. Last Sunday, 27 people received the Holy Ghost in this house. Whoa! I think we ought to give God a praise. Last Sunday, Brother Clint was baptized in Jesus' name. He received the Holy Ghost last Sunday. And then on Tuesday night, Nathaniel was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of his sins. And he received the Holy Ghost last Sunday. And then on uh, Wednesday night or Thursday night, we, we started VBS Vacation Bible School started, and we have broke every attendance record by a landslide. Every single, uh, every single session that we've had. And on Friday, tell your neighbor this Friday, 
Jekenya was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of her sins. Come on, we ought to give God a praise. And Christopher was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission. Come on, somebody. And Deanna was baptized in Jesus' name and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then yesterday for VBS, tell your neighbor yesterday, we had four more of our young people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. And Emmeline was baptized in Jesus' name. And Promise was baptized in Jesus' name. And Nayaha was baptized in Jesus' name. And Hannah was baptized in Jesus' name. And Faraji was baptized in Jesus' name. And Mariah was baptized in Jesus' name. And Javaris was baptized in Jesus' name. This last week, 32 people have received the Holy Ghost. 12 people baptized in Jesus' name. I think we ought to give God a praise for earth-shattering revival. Tell your neighbor it's just the beginning. We're just getting started around here. And uh, there is an incredible revival happening all across our church from, from elders to young people and children. And uh, so it is, it is no coincidence to me that God would do some of the amazing things that he has done this week. In addition to all of the, the baptisms and people receiving the Holy Ghost, I have another special announcement that I'd like to make. If the media team would help me, I'd greatly appreciate that if it's ready. Hey everybody, come with me really quick. I want to show you a brand new space here on Rock Square Campus. It's a facility that is over 10,000 square feet of brand new space specifically for kids zone. Over nine classrooms, each of them, almost all of them have their own bathrooms, amazing meeting spaces, plenty of office space, and space for recreational activity for the kids. This is going to be uh, the new direction that we head with the amazing revival and growth happening in our kids' ministry. There's no telling what's going to take place. We're going to need your help painting, cleaning, and getting this space ready. Get excited for what God's going to do in kids' zone. Because KidZone has a new home. <laughs> Woo! Are y'all as excited about that as I am? We're beginning immediately cleanup and preparation to move KidZone into a 10,000 square foot facility right here on Rock Square Campus. It's got tons of classrooms. Almost all of them have their own bathroom in them. It's got kids' ministry, administrative offices, 
spaces to feed the kids and have recreational activities. Right next to it is one of our secondary playgrounds. Anybody ready for the revival that's happening here? We've got a brand new fleet of buses. I believe there's more on the way. Amen. And, uh, and I've got a bonus announcement. We've got a new space for our youth ministry and college and career ministry. What was formerly known as the Zoe area is now ours and we're gonna begin preparation to, to move our youth and, and college and career ministries right next door over here. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm so excited. Amen. You can be seated for just a couple more moments. I know we can't hardly keep our seats today. I do want to take a moment. This church is, has experienced a perpetuation year after year of unbelievable apostolic growth. And one of the core components of that growth has been the vitality of all of our youth ministries. And none of that comes by accident. And I want to take just a moment this morning to recognize all of the incredible leadership that God has blessed this church with uh, to help make these kind of events like VBS happen. I'd like to start this morning, and I'd love to recognize brother and sister David and Whitley Stewart, who are the director of our Sunday Express Transportation Ministry. Come on, would you help me give God a great big praise for them? They're helping us keep those buses and vans rolling and we thank God for them and their leadership and their ministry. I want to thank, and if y'all would just stand as I, as, I, as I mention your name, they're standing in the back already. No, the people I'm honoring get to stand, y'all. Y'all get to applaud them. Amen. Somebody's like, I'm, I want to be all up in that movie and star myself. The second uh, couple that I'd like to recognize is brother and sister Trevor and Morgan Sloss, our college and career pastor and pastor's wife. Come on, where you at? Are they out here or are they in the back? There they are. Come on, help me give God some praise. There's, there she is, there he is, our college and career pastor. I want to give great honor this morning to brother and sister John and Christine Sferlaza our youth pastor and youth pastor's wife. Come on, give them, give them some love. And last but certainly not least, I want to give God a great praise for brother and sister Naeem and Jillian Hammond, our children's pastor, the directors over our VBS week. Would you help me give God a praise for them? And lastly, I want you to give a standing ovation for all of the staff and all of the youth volunteers that have worked so hard to make this happen. Come on, let them hear you show them some love this morning. Come on, stand to your feet all over this house. Are you ready for what God's going to do in this place today? 
Put your hands together. Make some noise for VBS. Take over this morning. good. I'll give you that much. But I know that you can do it better. I know you can do it better. So I want you to say it with some conviction, with some oomph, all right? Take tiny little jumps forward to the front. One, two. 
Everybody clap your hands. Now stop. I feel it in the air right now. It's all around. I see it everywhere. It's the power. Yeah, yeah, God's power. It's the power to move and it starts. It's the power to heal your broken heart. It's the power. Yeah, God's power. So don't hold back, no, don't hold still. God is here and He is real. Take four steps to the left, to the left. One, two, three, four. Turn it around and move to the right. One, two, three. Now take tiny little jumps, four to the front.
messing up We can't be the same The world we live in is full of darkness With God's help, come on We gonna make a change We are, we are kids of the kingdom We are, we are fighting for freedom Jump up now Shout it out We are, we are hope of the nations We are, we are bringing salvation Everybody sing Jesus, you are king And we're kids of the kingdom seats right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, quickly, quickly, quickly. I know all of us were hungry here this morning. Amen. Who is, who's hungry? Amen. We got you guys hungry so you can be hungry for the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody have fun during VBS? Where my purple team at? I know purple team had fun. Okay, purple team. All right, all right. Alexa, on. I mean, can you believe it? I mean, first it was crystals and opening portals to receive power he can't even come up with on his own. But now it's almost complete nonsense. And at one point, we thought that Dr. Hammond was ingenious with all of his other inventions. But now he is washed up and borderline senile. I mean, have we taken a look at his most recent works? Yes, but borderline? I mean, come on. 
not borderline. He's completely senile. You know what? Let me quote you directly from VBS, which was held at the Rock Church in Fort Myers, Florida. Okay? He says, and I quote, there can't be one God because nature itself shows you that you need at least two for creation. Three nowadays because you need a doctor to deliver the baby, end quote. And after a couple of hours, he changes his stance as like a Trinitarian to a oneness belief, believing that there's only one God. You're right, Mila, but what about his idea on erasing God's mind? This babbling fool really believes in God, who according to tradition understanding of God is that God is all good, all powerful, and all knowing. <laughs> How could God be God if Dr. Hammond can erase God's mind? Exactly, Ashlyn. Like, what a contradiction. And did you hear that horrific thing that he suggested to that audience of innocent children? No, what was that? <sighs> he has this idea to baptize the whole world in the name of Jesus, but in one moment, drowning all of civilization. Drowning all of civilization? Girl, yes! He wants like a massive tidal wave to consume the whole world. And he has these plans with like surround sound systems and it's like similar to our satellite systems, blasting his voice, evoking the name of God, whatever that name is, over the whole earth. And the people are frantically trying to survive. What was his plan with that? Well, I don't know, to get them to heaven? We need to get him to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I won't even shake his hand anymore. Did I tell you what I learned about him? Alexa, off! <sighs> My goodness. I have a few mistakes, maybe some things I didn't think about clearly, and they take my mistakes and just broadcast it through the whole world? I will show them. I know I got some things here. If I just shake this up, I know that I can change their mind. I can lose. I can make them forget about everything that I've ever done. If only this would work. If only this would work. If only... Are you okay? Doc, are you okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what time is it? Oh, time for yoga. Can we please uh, bring forth my crystals? I know that, uh, you know, if I have those crystals and time, we can open up some portals with the yoga and I could get some understanding of what needs to be done. Crystals. Yes, Come quickly. We've been through this already, Doc. Been through what? Crystals. There's untapped power in those things. I tell you, I tell you, bring forth the crystals. We need to open the portal now. I promise you, if you say portals again, did you not remember anything from VBS? VBS. Is that an acronym for interdimensional travel? learning things about Jesus, explaining the things of Jesus, and you forgot! Sir, you must be mad in the head. Listen, if you were to just bring me those crystals, you maybe- You can't crystals one more time! I am going to lose my ever-loving mind! Ooh. Okay. 
All right, doctor, listen. Um, mm. I'm listening. Thursday night, remember anything, God is one. It's in our DNA. Remember the hand being caught on fire, poof. Poof. Nobody yes. being hurt. Remember that? Poof. Nobody anything. being hurt. Anything. Vaguely. I remember poof. Dr. Hammond, how you doing? You seem to have forgotten. Um, sure. Let me tell you. Thursday night was fire, bro. <laughs> was it lit, bro? <laughs> it was lit. Okay. So, let me tell you a quick story. There was these three Hebrew boys, part of the children of Israel. They were taken captive by the Babylonians. <laughs> and see, these children of God, they were taken to a strange land, given a new language, new names, how to talk, how to walk. What to eat, what not to eat, what time to go to bed, what time to wake up. Dreadful. Now, there was three Hebrew boys, right? Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. They decided that they're going to continue to live for God no matter what. And so what happened was, is the king Nebuchadnezzar made a statue of himself because he did not worship God. And he said, when I play the music, I want everybody to bow down and worship the statue. Everybody! Everybody. Okay. Now, these three Hebrew boys... They said, we will not bow. Can everybody say, we will not bow? But the king said to bow. You see, Dr. Hammond, they still believed that there was only one God. And then they should serve that one God only. So the music played, and they did not bow. And so the king liked those three Hebrew boys. So he called them in, and he said, boys, I'm going to give you another chance. I heard you did not bow down to me. They're going to get it. And so they said, I'm sorry, king. Even though the music's going to play, we will not bow. And so the king was furious. And he said, you know what? I'm going to throw them in the fiery furnace. But there was one thing that he didn't realize. What's that? That God was with him. God was with him? God was with them in the fire. And you would think that the fire consumed him. But the fire did not. And you see what happens was, is when you live for God, Dr. Hammond, you can go through anything. And you might go through the fire, but you might not get burned. Let me explain. Alden, can you please hold this? Yes, yes, sir. Ooh, <laughs> an experiment. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, maybe he's the mad one. <laughs> When you go through the fire. Oh, wow. You won't get burned. Don't touch me with that hand. Oh, thank you so much, Pastor Shrozza. Thank you. That was awesome. That guy's pretty cool. Take notes. Um, do, so do you remember now? Does that... I remember what he just did. <laughs> yeah? Okay, look, all right, what about Friday? I mean, we got, we got all this down here. Okay, what about Friday? You know, you remember Friday, you tried to, you tried to erase our minds, dude. <laughs> did it? No! Uh, 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 
sorry. No, um, yeah, you, you don't remember the people and, you know, washing away the sins. God takes away our sins and, you know, the rocks and, you know, the mixture. The rocks, and, and, and crystals. All, all that stuff. The crystals? You threw crystals. Sister, please, please, Sister Spralaza, can, can, can you please help us? Please. Yes, yes. Talk to him. Listen, I was skeptical myself, okay? But I got Professor Kiwi with me and she's gonna help me out a little bit, okay? Can you hold this for me, Professor Kiwi? Just gotta put on some gloves just because it's a little bit messy. Oh. See, Professor Kiwi and I, and Sister Victorian Christian, where she's at, she went out and she got me a concentrated uh, dosage of sin. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sin. We all know what sin is, right? Yes. Yeah. We talked about it. It's the icky stuff. It's the stuff that our flesh really wants to do, but we, man, the flesh is so weak. So we taught that, and, and we have to dilute it because it is very concentrated. Yeah. Give me a second. Do I need any PPE? Okay, all right. You don't want to touch it. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. So we're just going to go ahead and dilute it a little bit so y'all can see a little better. Can we zoom in on the eye? A little bit more sin just to make it a little dark so y'all can tell the difference. Okay, here we go. All right, so there we go, there we go. Okay, so as you can see, this is super dirty, yucky, disgusting sin, right? Right, okay. yeah. So sometimes we try to cover that sin up with our own, like, uh, ways. We got our own, like, okay, we try to, like, um, I don't know, maybe we... We can't really tell the truth about it because we're really embarrassed. So we lie about it and we try to put a filter on it and maybe, maybe no one figures it out, okay? Sometimes it's so bad that we just got to get out of our own minds so we don't even think about it. Like, for example, uh, having a little bit of drugs or even some alcohol so we just don't think about it no more. So that's the filter and let's just see if it actually cleans it out. Now this is preposterous. Of course it's not going to work. It's a filter. You done messed up that whole thing. No, no, no. Try this, right? We figured it out, it don't work. Okay, so we tried another thing, and we figured out that, okay, maybe if we did bigger filters, more filters of our own works, and you know what, our kids were so good, they try to, they try to tell us, hey, if you just go back and try to make it right, and you try to go and tell the truth, um, maybe that'll be enough. Is she maybe. double masking? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, double masking right here. Okay, so we try to go back. We try to tell the truth. Maybe that'll help make it better. They said it. They told me. Maybe we just repent, and that'll make the sin go away all better, okay? So let's put this back in here, all right? And we're going to go ahead and try to uh, try to filter this out again. Let's see if it works. We put a lot of, a lot of cleaning things here. Let's see if it filters out. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's working. Hold on. We tried this out, right? Y'all remember this? Did it clean it out? No. It was it was a good step, but it didn't wash away all our sins. It's still kind of, it's not good enough. So, my professor, you can go ahead and drop me some Jesus juice in there. We went over and we went to a faraway land called Fort Myers, Florida, okay? And they, we met some Christians there that told us about the gospel, okay? They told me that there was three ingredients in this so-called Jesus juice. It says to repent, which was one of the ingredients. Then it said to be baptized with the sub-note here saying in the name of Jesus. In the name. And then you have to get filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So if you put this in the sin, it will clearly 
wash it all away. Now again, I was skeptical, Dr. Hammond, but you just gotta see it for yourself, okay? So we're gonna put the sin back in this beaker. We're gonna see if we can zoom in on this a little bit. Here you go. Thank you, Professor Kiwi. All right, we're gonna hold this up. I'm gonna put this gloves off so y'all can see. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Do I have to that? We good? Okay. All right, let's see if the Jesus juice works. All right. Oh, well, look at that. Thank oh, wow. <laughs> Yes. That is great. You got to try it out. Well, please tell me that refreshed your memory. Enough. You see, when we get baptized, our sins are erased by God. You remember? Um, yeah, a little bit. I do remember that. That sounds about right. Mm, that sounds okay. about right. Okay, I'm not convinced. What about Saturday? That was like the best, the power of God, the five gallon bottle with the liquid yeah. and then the yeah. sound with the fire and the boom! Boom, the I remember boom! Sound and nobody was hurt. Nobody was hurt. Oh, no. Do I don't remember, remember that? that. I don't remember that. You don't no. remember anybody being hurt? I believe I got hurt. Okay, okay. Dad, somebody get my dad. Dad, dad, dad! Right here. Yeah. Oh, that was a sound. When you hear dad like that, whoo! Oh, that's a sound. That'll wake anybody up, I'll tell you what. Okay, so there's all kinds of sounds in the world, isn't there, kids? Do you remember all the sounds we talked about? Let me let me hear just a couple of sounds from you right now. Like, give me a cat sound. Meow. Alright, alright, that sounds good. Alright. How about for first lady, let's make some chicken noises. Make a chicken noise. How about a cow? You can make a cow noise? Oink, I mean, moo! That's, that's like mad cows right there. That's like mad cow disease in me, if you ask me. But there's nothing better than the sound of the Holy Ghost, amen? Oh, when the Holy Ghost just takes over us, a service, there's nothing like it. There's no other sound like it in anything in the world, amen? Amen. This sound is so incredible. It's even spoken about in the, in the Bible in Acts 2, 1 through 4. And it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. Yes, and suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Suddenly. There come a what? A what? I can't hear you. A sound, they said. A sound as of a rushing mighty wind. I want everybody to go. Rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they're, oh, keep up with me. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now we're going to talk about this right now, this sound, this incredible sound. Now, I don't know if you understand, but we're all made up of three pieces, all right? Three parts, body, soul, and spirit, all right? Say body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. Yes, and this right here is representing our body today, all right? This jug, 
Amen, amen, amen. And then our spirit sometimes, not sometimes, it was, it was our will and our emotions is our spirit. And this liquid kind of represents that spirit. And we don't want our will and our emotions, do we, to just be moved on by the world. We don't want to be fluid with the world. We want to go ahead and we want to be just like Jesus, amen? We want to act like Jesus. We want to think like Jesus, amen? But sometimes we need the Holy Ghost, don't we? We need to have the Holy Ghost live in us and through us. Don't worry, I've never had an accident. Never. Yes, he has. Did we get this? Did you, did you swirl that around? We got it. We'll do a little more. But when the Holy Ghost is, enters into our body, woo! that's the cleansing power of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter what might be in your body, what might be in your mind. When the Holy Ghost hits, it's fire. I said it's fire. I said it's fire in the Holy Ghost. Please tell me that was literally the coolest thing ever. Awesome. How did I forget all of that? Oh, uh, cool. actually, I, I didn't forget uh, at all. You know, I don't want any more of these things. I'm scared that I might, you know, let's, get a little. Let's let's show him. Let's come, show come, you come something, right and here. this for sure will yes. refresh your memory. Yes. yes. Pay attention. Hallelujah. Anybody thankful to be here at VBS? 
I guess I remember now. It was some great things that we had going. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. And you know, something powerful about, oh, hallelujah, that fire on that stage. I'm going to need some of that water. Yes, thank you. Yes. Anybody nervous about fire like my wife is? <laughs> hallelujah. But God is so great, amen. Can I get an amen, somebody? I said, our God is good, amen. Let's all stand real quick because I do believe that God has a word for us today. This is VBS Takeover, but I do feel I'll be speaking to a lot of the adult, adults this morning. Hopefully, whatever you don't get, it'll drop down to the children and they'll eat up the crumbs. But I promise my intentions this morning are to be short-winded because I myself am hangry, amen? That's a little bit more than hungry. It's like, you know, step on my shoe, we might, you know, get a little fighty, you know, a little frisky over here. Let's... But I know there's a lot of people here that are ready for us to move forward. But I believe that God has something powerful for us today if we were just to open up our hearts and, and listen to what God has to say, Amen. Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. It says, finally, brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision, for we are the circumcision, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were to gain to me? Those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. That I may know him and the power, somebody say power, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark 
for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The last two verses one more time. It says, brethren, or sisterin, as Sister Tabitha would say, amen. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are, somebody say, behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are, somebody say, before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the whole high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's all, let's all lift our hands to our Savior right now. Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your mercy, God. Lord, we know that you have something powerful for us today. Lord, we thank you for all the souls that have already been baptized in your name, God, and, and filled with your spirit. Come on, church. Let's lift our voice to him right now before the word comes forth. Jesus, we thank you for all that you do, God. We're trusting and believing that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, God. Somebody clap your hands in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated. This morning, I'd like to talk to us or preach, let go and let God. Amen. Certain insects like butterflies, moths, bees, wasps, ants, and beetles grow through a unique life cycle called complete metamorphosis. Complete metamorphosis has four distinct stages, which are your egg, larvae, pupa, and adult. Beetles, such as ladybugs, are one kind of insect that grows through complete metamorphosis. The caterpillar, or what is more scientifically termed a larva, stuffs, it stuffs itself with leaves, growing plumper and plumper and longer through a series of molts in which it sheds its skin, and one day, the caterpillar stops eating, hangs itself upside down from a twig or a leaf or maybe in your garage somewhere, and spins itself a silky cocoon. Within its protective casing, the caterpillar, the caterpillar radically transforms its body, eventually emerging as a butterfly, or a moth. But what does this radical transformation entail? How does a caterpillar rearrange itself into a butterfly? What happens inside of that cocoon? First, the caterpillar digests itself. That's gross. Releasing enzymes to dissolve all of its tissue. If you were to cut open a cocoon at just the right time, all that would ooze out would be caterpillar soup. That's gross, right? Once a caterpillar has disintegrated, all of its tissue, except for what scientists call the imaginal discs, those discs are used, they use the protein-rich soup all around itself to feel, to feel the rapid cell division required to form the wings, antenna, legs, eyes, and all the other features of an adult butterfly or moth. Just like the caterpillar, we need to be able 
to forget those things which are behind and reach forth unto those things which are before. Amen? We can use the filth that God is trying to get out of our lives to be a catalyst, something to kickstart the process for living for God. Amen? Testimonies of being delivered from drugs and alcohol and depression and really understanding that the power of the Holy Ghost is what helps you to be able to stop those bad habits. Amen. Do I have any people that have the Holy Ghost in the house this morning? This filth can become the catalyst for the new convert, the hungry soul, to become a momentous soul winner for God and his kingdom. Amen. Scientists don't observe these insects, go through a process, and midway they just stop. They don't. They continue. They understand there's something in their DNA that tells them they must continue moving forward. They must go on. They must not forget. They must not stop. They must not get upset. But they must continue to be what God has called them to be. Amen? Unfortunately, Dr. Hammond and people like him, they tend to live life with their own understanding. A verse that is brought into my memory this morning would be, Judges 21 and 25, and also Judges 17 and verse 6, it says, In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. A, a quick segue, if you will. What's funny about this is this passage says that, well, this scripture will make one to believe that prior to those days that there was a king in Israel a physical king, so to speak, that ruled over Israel. As if sometime prior to the book of Judges, maybe in Joshua or Deuteronomy or Leviticus, there was a king that ruled over the people of God. But we understand that that is not so. There was no physical king prior to this verse mentioned. It wasn't until two books later in the first book of Samuel do we see that the children of Israel cry for their king asking for their king. We understand that God was supposed to be, he was supposed to reign supreme king over the children of Israel, but they did not want anything to do with him. We know this because Samuel was found kicking himself because the people don't want him, the man of God in their life, but rather they desire a king. So Samuel goes to God in prayer and God tells him, prophet, stop having a pity party because they haven't rejected you, but they have rejected me that I shall not reign over them. Can I just say it plain this morning? When the Bible says that in those days there was no king in Israel, what the Bible is saying that in those days they did not have reverence or fear of the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. In those days, the people did not care about God. The people wanted to do what was right in their own eyes, that they themselves were their own gods. Sound familiar? It's funny because you could talk to many people today and they have their own understanding and ideology that they don't even have a solid foundation, but yet they believe it anyways. They will fight to believe the things that they deem true that's in their own mind. For instance, many people believe that science is the arbiter of truth. 
while simultaneously they may fail all of their science classes in grade school and in college, but bless God, I'm going to believe in science. <laughs> Many people believe that science is just facts, trusting in the majority because there's safety in numbers. I do feel the need to qualify myself this morning because I am not a conspiracy tinfoil hat wearing lunatic. I believe in science. I mean, all the experience that we, the experiments and, and object lessons we did this week was derived from science. But the things that creep into science and cause itself science, I will not believe in, Brother Trevor. I will not believe in those things that cause itself to be science, but instead it's faith. I do believe in science, yes, but I am not ashamed to say I believe in my Bible more. Can I get an amen in this church this morning? The Bible has so much power and wisdom. It saved my life. It saved many people's lives in this house this morning. I will not even remotely to begin to put science or anything else on the same level as me believing in God. And I'm glad that the Bible doesn't tell us to just believe in the Bible blindly, unlike the spirit of this world. The spirit of this world will trick everyone, having everyone to believe every talking point that comes forth over the atmosphere. Everything they need you to believe but the word of God. Every news article is fact, according to the spirit of this world. Every, document, every documentary is fact, according to the spirit of this world. Every scientific finding is fact, according to the spirit of this world. And I'm sorry if I sound like a skeptic, but I've been lied to before about bigger things than evolution. So forgive me, I won't listen to the things that people are trying to feed me. Amen? But Jesus has never lied to me. I say Jesus has never left me stray. I say Jesus is everything that we need. Amen? You know why my Bible and your Bible is stronger than the spirit of this world? Because God isn't afraid for you to search it out for yourself. Actually, the word of God encourages it. He says, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. I don't blindly believe anything that the word of God says. I will search upon it, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. Questioning everything just as I question the things that are chalked up to me as real science. I digress from science. But I'm talking to us today about things people hold on to as 100% fact. For instance, Dr. Hammond, he believed all these portals and crystals and I'm going to do all these things my own way. And he had to be taught through a series of days on what is correct. But people come up with their own theories of God or the universe Things they've overheard their favorite rapper or movie star mention on an interview that they stumbled upon on the internet. And because people are so impressionable, unknowingly, the young person will brainwash themselves to believe in what their celebrity God believes in or what their movie star God believes in or whatever their favorite rapper God believes in. Even though there is no, there is no 
evidence to believe in anything that they believe in, but they will hold dear to these things as if it is life or death. For instance, stoners will get high and come up with ideas of the universe, man, and deem themselves to be spiritual and better than us here this morning because they are liberated and they're not tied down by a book made by man. They look down on us for believing in the word of God while simultaneously they boast about being tied down by the drugs and substances that alter their minds. Can I say it again? I say they will brag because they say they are liberated from a book that's made by man, which we know it's not. But they will simultaneously brag that they are bound by the drugs and the things that are altering their minds that gives them their hope. Things that could cause them to be so impaired that reasonable folk wouldn't dare to drive under these circumstances because they wouldn't want to put themselves or their loved ones at risk. But they will put eternity at risk on what they believe. Sadly, one of their buddies may agree with one of their far-out ideas, and it becomes imprinted in their mind as truth. The more people around them start agreeing with their ideologies and their thought processes, it starts to become seared in their mind as truth just because it sounds good to other people. So you might be asking me, huh, what are you talking about? I mean, there's kids here and no one does drugs. But I remember when I was a child and when I used to do drugs and when I used to think about things and I used to think that, you know what, I'm going to do more drugs so that maybe I can talk to God. I'm going to do this substance so maybe I can hear from God. Not realizing that I didn't have to smoke the weed or pop any pills. All I have to do was call on the name of Jesus and he's there. All you have to do is call on his name. And he is there for you. But thank God, there is no private interpretation of the word of God. Amen? It's verifiable and true. <laughs> Music, if we can come. We're almost, we're almost done here this morning. <laughs> so my mom had a saying once. She would say, if you're upset, have a cup of tea. If you're sick, drink a cup of tea. If you're bloated, have a cup of tea. If you're stressed, drink a cup of tea. Well, I'm not sure if you're listening this morning, but Jesus is my cup of tea. I believe that's why the Bible says to pray without ceasing. It's like, it's like we have the, the source code to a game and we can manipulate it for our good. We have the understanding that we could just call on God when stress comes, comes our way and God can redeem us. When people come our way and try to get angry with us and, and try to threaten us, we can call on God because God is our Savior and our Redeemer. Amen. Going back to the spiritual people they don't go to church. Sadly, I understand why this crowd don't believe in going to church. Because unfortunately, the mainstream media and Christianity is full of false doctrine and lies. They have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. 
and I'm using the scripture loosely, but people come to church, you know, that's down the street or in the close proximity of that hungry soul, and they're opening that door hopeful to get a word from God. But when they come in, there's no miracle, there's no anointing, there's no kindness, and before you can even become part of that church, you better sign up. The people aren't friendly. A process, they say, you can become a member, and they take you to the back room and ask you a couple of questions. How much money do you make a year, and how much are you going to vow to give every single week and month and year, and you have to do this before you're accepted. I've actually heard somebody that they were attending a church, they liked the church a lot, but they weren't considered members. They were there for about three to four months. And they realized they had to get somebody to sponsor them in order to be a part of that church. They had to jump through hoops. They had to go through this and that and to have somebody to sponsor them and say, you know what? You could be a part of this church. But I'm so thankful that at the Rock Church, after the first five minutes, you are just part of us. You don't have to worry about anything else. You don't have to worry about signing a paper saying you will be here. Once you're here for at least five minutes, you are part of us. You are part of the family. We're all trying to make it to heaven together. We're going to preach to you. We're going to teach you. We're going to be there for each other because God called us to love each other. Amen. God says to compel them to come, not repel them from coming. God says to compel them, not to repel them from coming. To compel means to entice, to pressure. Yes, not all pressure is bad pressure. Sometimes you need some positive peer pressure. To compel also means to force or to press. Or another synonym, Brother Stewart, is to drive them. I know this isn't good English, Brother Trevor, but let me connect some non-connectors. When the Bible says to compel them to come, a form of that compulsion means to pick them up and drive them to the church. Thank God for bus ministry. Amen. Not every church that calls themselves a church is indeed a church, but a gathering. What I'm saying is that when you walk into a church that you are so accustomed to, and then there's something wrong in your church if you are a still Christian. What does a still Christian mean? A still, if you're still a Christian, you haven't backslid. No, 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 that's not what I mean. A still Christian is someone who isn't a Christian still, but a still Christian. Still Christians are still cussing. They're still smoking. They're still drinking. They're still lusting. They're still angry. They're still sinning. I said, y'all ain't hearing me this morning. I said, a still Christian, they are still fussing. They're still hustling. They're still dealing. They're still self-willing. If you're a Christian, maybe if you're a still Christian, maybe you still don't want God in your life or maybe the church that you're accustomed to going to still haven't found the power of Jesus yet. But if you are going to a church, there's going to be power in that church. Hopefully, there's power in that church where there's power of the Holy Ghost that will give you power to be a witness. Acts 1 and 8 says, you shall have power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be a witness unto me. How are you that witness? 
Do we have any witnesses in this house this morning that used to be drug dealers, that used to be addicted to drugs, that used to be addicted to pornography, but now you have a testimony that says, I testify that God can bring me out of the lower places in my life. I have a God that's filled me with this spirit. I have a God that when I was depressed and low, he picked me up, he turned me around, and he changed the course of my life. That's why we need to let go of our own understanding and let God lead the way. I said, I can't do it by myself. I thought of, about how I'm going to reach God by smoking the things that I smoked and believing in things that I believed in. But when you b- decide that you're not going to be a still Christian anymore, but God, I need you to change me. Lord, I need you to redeem me, God. I have depression that's in my heart. Uh, I have suicidal tendencies that's in my heart, God. I have, I have drug addictions and alcohol addictions and Lord I need you he needs you to let go and let God amen somebody the Bible says in Proverbs 3 and 5 it says trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding acknowledge him in all acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths can I say this verse again in the New Testament It says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the hall calling of God in Christ Jesus. If you want to transition to a new life, a life that is not full of heartache and pain, a life that's not full of confusion and worry, a life that's not full of uncertainty and doubt, then you need to forget those things which you thought you knew about God and the things that God wants you to believe you need to press towards those things. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I don't care if you grew up in church singing hymnals. I don't care if you were an altar boy. I don't care if you had 20 years in going to church. But if you are still the same person you were yesterday, if you're still the same person you were a year ago, it is time for you today to say, God, there's something that needs to change about me. There's something, Lord, that you need to do in my life. There's kids in here today that all they have to look at are their parents. And when I grew up, I thought that the only thing that I could possibly be was follow in the same footsteps as my parents. And sometimes that might be great. Maybe your parents were successful. Maybe they were rich. Maybe not. Maybe they had drug problems. Maybe they have anger issues. Maybe they get locked up from time to time. And that's all these children are seeing. But God wants them to see him for who he is. That he has all power in his hand. That he's able to help people to change their lives. Is there anybody in this house today that want to be a testimony for these children, for your family, for the people around you that, are, that, that God has trusted you to be around? Come on, let's, let's all lift our hands right now to him. You know, God wants to do something great. He wants to cause something to change. He wants you to be an event that occurs in these children's lives, in your life. He wants you to say, Lord, take everything away from me. Everything that I thought was true, anything that is not right before you, God, I want you to help me, Lord. I want you to mold me, to shape me, Jesus.
have so many more things right now that, but I feel like God wants us to, to come and pray right now. Let's lift our hands to him right now. Let's lift our voice to him right now. Jesus. Lord, there's so many things that is going on in this world, God. So many ideologies and so much pressure for our young people, God, to just fit in with this world, God, to fit in with whatever the mainstream media has for us, God. But Jesus, you have your, your people here today, God, that are filled by your spirit, God. And Lord, there's people that are hungry, Lord. They don't know whether or not they can change God. The enemy has lied to us. The enemy has lied and we've accepted his truth. But God, there's testimonies in each and every one of us, God. Help us to use our testimony, God. Jesus. Jesus makes all things new yeah 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 not going back moving ahead here to declare to you my past is over you things are made come on god, god wants to put a new life in you god wants to make Christ. you a new creature god moving wants you to make sure that you can trust in him and his word Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God has so much more for us. There's a lot of people here today that you had your own belief in everything, but God says, come to me, you that are weary. Come to me, you, those that don't know, and he will fill you. He will show you his love. Not going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you my past is over things are made new surrendered my life come on someone let's pray for these children right here come on god has something different for them god is stopping them from becoming the drug dealers and, and drug addicts god is stopping them from being the lustful and full of hate surrendered my life to christ what I want us to do all over this house what I want to know this morning is there anybody in this building that you're standing here and you're saying Lord I feel like that little caterpillar that that understands there's more to my life than what I have right now would you raise your hand all over this place come on do you, is it, are you here is there something inside of you that says God I want more for my life than what I have right now come on if your hands lifted right now I want you to scoot as close as you can to the front of this church Come on, I want you to get as close as you can right now with your hands lifted all over this place. Come on, Lord, I need more than what I have now. I know you've got more for my life than what I'm living. I know that God's made me to do something greater than what I'm doing right now. Come on, I want you to get as close as you can. If you know that God's talking to you uh, and you know that God's calling you, get as close as you can. I want you to hear me for just a moment while your hands are lifted. The Bible says this, 
that if any man, look at your neighbor, say any man, that means me. If any man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are made new. Did you know that right here, right now in this service, God can make you brand new? Come on, is there anybody that understands? Young man, young lady, do you understand that everything you've dealt with in your life, if you would lift your hands and believe God, right here this very moment, God can make a change. And just like he took the caterpillar and made it a butterfly, God can take your life wherever you are and begin to make something beautiful and begin to make something amazing. Is there anybody that wants that in their life right now? Then here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift up your hands as high as you can get them. And I want you to just begin to talk to Jesus from your heart, from your spirit, from your soul. Just begin to talk to him in your own words and tell him, Jesus, would you make me whole? Would you change me, Jesus? God, would you work on me even right here, right now in this altar? Come on, I need every saint of God to help me begin to pray in this house. Find somebody and help me begin to pray with them right now. Come on, young lady. God knows exactly where you are. Uh, young man, God knows exactly where you are. Uh, come on. Uh, here I am, Jesus. Uh, would you take my life, God? Uh, would you turn my life around, God? Uh, would you do something with my life? Uh, come on. Uh, come on. You might be broken. Uh, you might be hurting. Uh, but today, uh, let go uh, and let God. Uh, come on. Come on, young lady. Uh, let go of the pain uh, and let God heal you. Uh, let go of the shame uh, and let God touch you. Uh, come on, young man. Uh, let go of your anger uh, and let God give you joy. Uh, let go of your past uh, and let God give you uh, your future. Uh, let go. Let go. Come on, lift those hands. Uh, lift those hands. Say, here it is, God. Uh, Come on, lift your hands. Here it is, God. Uh, I need some young men to help me pray right here. Uh, come on, some young men to help me pray right here. Uh, come on, lift your hands. Uh, let it go. I'm letting it go, God, right now. Uh, I'm letting it go right now, Jesus. Uh, come on, uh, let go uh, and let God. Uh, let go uh, and let God. Uh, here it is, Jesus. Uh, I give you the brokenness uh, so you can make me whole. Uh, I give you the hurt uh, so you can make me whole. Uh, I give you my pain, God, uh, so that you can give me comfort today. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. He's doing it right now. Come on, he's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. Uh, He loves those tears. Come on, he loves those tears.
Come on, pray. Come on, young lady. God knows everything about you, and he still loves you. Young man, God knows everything about your past, and he still loves you, and he still has a plan for you, and he still wants to do something great with you. Just lift your hands and talk to him. Yeah. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Not my will, God, but your will be done. Not my will, God, but your will. Come on, I need some help right here praying. Uh, Come on, that's it, that's it. Uh, Talk to him. Uh, let go and let God right now come on let go let go of your fear and let him give you faith come on let go of the darkness and let him bring you light let go and let God let go and let God